Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. A mother struggles to accept the man her adult son has become. It's a story of a mother's love for an adult son um, who tries to do everything right, learns the limits of her power to manage others. Her son is charming, funny, and at times kind, but he's also an addict. Uh, Worried sick Bridget, his mother, finally gets support to make changes that need to happen. This film Bridget and Ian charts the shifting relationship between Bridget and Ian as it reaches a crisis point. We'll leave it there. We'll, we're, uh, we are honored to have with us today the producer of the film Bridget and Ian, and that would be Diana C. Zolikoffer. Welcome to Film School, Diana. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're, you're very welcome. A terrific film. Uh, it's a short film, uh, so there's mm-hmm. a, so with the challenge, I think, with any short film is to be able to introduce a lot of story elements in a very short period of time to draw the audience in and then for them to be along for the ride wherever that might take them. And I think you did a very effective job, you as well as the uh, director. Was it Leah? Leah Patterson. Patterson, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Leah did an amazing job. Yes, she did, and 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 you. So let, let's talk a little bit about those elements in terms of establishing, sort of quickly establishing characters and storylines, and the challenges of making a, a story fit into a shorter form. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing is with um, Bridget and Ian because it's hidden a hot topic in a different way: addiction through the eyes of the caregiver, the unglamorous side. Um, but I think one of the things that our film had going for it was the fact that it had um, originally been produced as a play, and it had won the Los Angeles um, Theater Festival um, a couple years back. Um, and so Leah and the playwright, Narelle Scott, who's also the screenwriters, um, she, they developed the story further cinematically because they were already um, in the lives of Bridget and Ian. Okay. All right. And, okay. Yeah. Well, then is it a matter, I would assume it was a, a, was it a longer play than the film or was it? Um, well, the play, well, actually the film expanded on okay. the play because the play was originally a two-person play mm-hmm. um, with um, Vivian Powell and Damien Summerlin, who are our leads in this as well. And then from that, we expanded their world. We got to see some of um, Bridget's world and her concerns and her loneliness yeah. um, up against um, Ian's addiction. Yeah. Yeah, and, and um, th- again, a film like this, we you know, get establishing kind of the characters, establishing that storyline, and pulling people in, but also casting is an incredibly important uh, part of uh, it, making a film. And I, I assume that's part of the the uh, where you your hat comes into the into the project, right? As a producer, you oversee <laughs> every a lot of different things, but wearing the hat as a sort of at least signing off on the on the, on the cast, right? Uh, tell us a little bit about how well, that works. 
You know, this is a unique situation um, because of the fact that the play had a lot of legs and there was already these different elements um, already set up. So, of course, Vivian Powell um, is Bridget because she did a phenomenal job on stage and as well as Damien. So the cast was already set up. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just a matter of figuring out the biggest thing for us was figuring out uh, because the play takes place in New Zealand, which is um, very important to the playwright. And then we also made sure that the film also had that New Zealand element. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the, the biggest thing um, in regards to taking it from the adaption from stage to screen. Mm-hmm. I had a, another situation in the past it seems to be um, my calling card on um, taking plays to screen where there was another project that I worked on called Innocent Flesh, mm. and it was about sex trafficking, teen sex trafficking, and we basically had no time to basically do a full move from Los Angeles to um, off-Broadway, literally off-Broadway. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so that was another instance where we took the cast. So I think... In these instances where you have a strong cast, you you use it, you know, go for that low-hanging fruit versus trying to reinvent the wheel. Well, that's that's excellent advice for people making films. Uh, And I often wonder, I mean, there's been there's uh, Hollywood is replete with stories about people who are in Broadway productions who seem perfect for the part and ended up not being cast in the film. I always wonder what the dynamic in that, because, I mean, somebody who's lived that role, you would assume, would be well-equipped to take it to a, to a film. But in your case, I think you're, if you're following some good advice internally, mm-hmm. uh, good advice to do that. And, and it works out here. Uh, there is yeah, a, it's it, almost like old-school Hollywood, um, where uh, a lot of those um, are favorite um, movies, classic movies. They were originally on stage, and... Sometimes um, the actor who originated the character, for instance, like um, Catherine Hepburn, was able to um, take the character from stage to screen, and sometimes that's not the case. Yeah, it is. It, it's a. It's one of those oddities. You. You. You know. You. But who knows the vagaries of Hollywood? But uh, it works here because, as you said, I mean, this is sort of a. It feels lived in. Uh, both actors have that sort of. Uh, a rapport back and forth between the two of them, uh, and um, I, I think I think that was a, a good call. Now, uh, tell us a little bit. There's sort of a beyond the film itself. There's sort of a backstory about the film, the production of the film. Uh, you're uh, um, as a woman producer, you made a decision to bring in a, a cast of women from around the world to to work on this film. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that story. Yeah, I mean just to. It, it, it was a unique situation. Um, quite often you hear about the old boys network, <laughs> you know, a lot of guys um, working together um, on different projects. I was very fortunate that um, Leah Patterson and I both um, had an opportunity last year to direct um, summer reading um, theater for the Australian Theater Company here in Los Angeles, and that's how we met and how I came on board um, Bridget and Ian. And what was great about Bridget and Ian is that our 
amazing cinematographer, um, Cinda, is from France with an amazing eye. Um, our lead producers, um, Debbie um, Van Heeren, um, myself, um, Leah, and then our, play, um, our writer is also a female from New Zealand. Our AD, um, Joy Dabbs, is from Texas. So I, I call us, we're basically like the Knights of the Round Table. <laughs> you know, it's like all of these women, creative women that get together and we know how to get things done. We usually know how to get things done under budget, um, on time. Everyone is just basically there supporting each other. There was no task that was outside of our, um, you know, title. Right. Um, right. It, it was just like, it, it's, it's that thing of being able to anticipate what's needed, and someone was always there to do it. There was never a hesitation. And I think that's one of the advantages um, of working on a set like that, where we're all used to, you know, nothing against the guys <laughs> in life, <laughs> but I, I feel that women are used to multitasking. There's so much you have to do, you know, as a female, whether you're a wife, a mother, an employee, or, you know, whatever it is, we're always asked to multitask, and we know how to do it and get it done. Yeah. No, it, it's all about getting the job done. It's all, it's, it should be about getting the job done, doing it, doing it well, doing it with integrity, uh, and wherever that uh, and however that happens is is a good thing. It's good for the art. It's good for audiences who want to see good work as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, congratulations on that. And I don't know how many years you've been in in this business, but are you beginning to see uh, some real change in perceptions about uh, all kinds of different issues uh, as far as filmmaking is concerned? but particularly about women's role in assuming more and more um, creative oh, control yeah. over, over their products. Yeah, and the thing is, is that we've always had to do it. Like, if you go back to films like Daughters of the Dust, you know, if you go back to films like Be Races, Pariah, it's like we've always had to do it um, independently. Um, and even uh, Patty Jenkins, her first film, you know, in that time span between the, before she got Wonder Woman, we have always had to do it. And I feel very fortunate that I'm working with other like mind females on different projects. Yeah. You know, um, I even have a, a project that I myself got on the other side of the camera um, as a director um, any minute now, um, which is a pilot about, you know, these two friends who are life coaches and trying to understand and navigate things through life. And then, you know, my other project that I'm a producer on, um, Shmuley the Death Watcher, which is, you know, about to go out on Amazon. Again, that was being led by a very strong female voice, um, Teresa Gallagher. So it's baby steps, but when we take our baby steps, we kind of have to go um, like take a full running start. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know those babies that their first step is actually a run. Um, I think a lot of female filmmakers know that this is just part of our race, part of our challenge, and there's so many amazing women out there doing it. Yeah. And not waiting for someone to give them a yes. You know, we're, we're saying yes to ourselves before somebody gives us a no. Yeah. No, it's terrific to say. Uh, real quick, I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with Diana C. Zolokoffer, and she is the producer 
of a short film that recently premiered at the Cannes Film Festival, and that would be called Bridget and Ian, uh, as well as you just mentioned, uh, the other films that is about to go out on Amazon, which is Shmuley, The Death Watcher. I hope mm-hmm. I said that correctly. And uh, winner <laughs> winner uh, at the San Antonio Film Festival. So uh, that's mm-hmm. great. And, yeah, you're right. I mean, for women to get this chance uh, to, to make film, it's not just about making a film, but in a world where winning and losing is judged by oftentimes by how much money you brought in. It's wonderful to see how well Wonder Woman has done and continues mm-hmm. to do. And, and those were the opportunities really start to break the dam open uh, for women to because there's this whole it's sort of a, a catch-22 until you're given the opportunity to make a movie like a wonder woman you 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 can't release you can't meet the demands of the marketplace until you mm-hmm. get this opportunity and it's so very difficult to break in through that way but making quality films and i think in, in today's film world making good quality movies gets people's attention and i i just look at my the sh- people who have been on this show i mean ava duvernay came on for uh middle of nowhere mm-hmm. one of my favorite films isn't that a gr- isn't, isn't that a great film i mean really oh my god it's, I, it's amazing and great cast and, just a wonderful story I love that film. Oh, yeah. I love that film. Uh, also, uh, I had Julie uh, Dash on to talk about Daughters. What was a 20-year, 20, 20 30-year anniversary, mm-hmm. th- anniversary of the show? She was kind enough to come on. But there are people making great quality films, women women of color making great quality films. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's an environment that increasingly is looking to those kinds of filmmakers. Uh, you yeah. know, co- and co- you mentioned Ava, I'm sorry, but, yeah. you know, one of the things I had the pleasure of hearing her speak at the WGA, mm-hmm. and the question came out, like, why does she do, like, so many different projects? Um, and is not necessarily just sticking in one genre. And it's because we can. You know, you yeah. have to. <laughs> it's like, I, I think young producers and filmmakers have to be willing to, to, you know, that whole thing, the old thing about just stick to one thing, it's, the world is different now. You know, I've produced documentaries, um, Forgotten By You, which is a feature documentary about a sinkhole in Louisiana. I've done films about a young Jewish kid, you know, who goes from zero to hero. Um, I've done films about um, a young psychiatrist coming to terms with the whole paper bag effect about, you know, in the African-American culture about not being right enough, you know, yeah. everything from comedy to drama to music videos. I think until you have your full feet, like wherever that is in this industry, mm-hmm. I think you have to take chances and be able to do different things. And, you know, I'm, I'm copying Ava's um, path you know, with my own career of like being willing to do different things. Yeah. And yes, uh, this is, uh, this is the way it it works. You're, you're absolutely right. Uh, I, I just find when watching film and I mean, I'm obviously a little prejudiced about the, my choices because I tend to be drawn to smaller films, independent films tend to be first or second time film directors because in addition to, uh, they they bring a, an energy. They bring a different perspective. That's what we need. That's what we all need. We need mm-hmm. good stories, and mm-hmm. and and that's really the essence of all of this is telling a good story well, and allowing people to in, invite them into a world that you've created. 
Uh, mm-hmm. And I just, I have, you know, I, I can't tell you. I mean, I'm just sort of like I'm, I'm, uh, uh, in, uh, aggrandizing myself here. But I've had Colin Trevorrow on the film on the show for uh, mm. for uh, Safety Not Guaranteed. Uh, we we had mm. Duncan Jones on for his first film Moon. So and seeing now that these are people that are getting tentpole movies, they're mm-hmm. getting and you know it's just it's just it's yeah. The, I would like a female to do a jump that goes in. Yeah, with, um, your safety's not guaranteed because I tracked that film on Amazon and all of not Amazon Netflix and all of the hype and like the the the, the, the simplicity of the story yeah. and the fact that she got to move on to the next step. I think it would be great to also have female um, filmmakers ha- have that opportunity because I want to cheer the girls as much as I cheer the guys. Yeah. And I think that that's fantastic that he was able to do that. Yeah, no, and there, I, I just, I see so many of these films every year and I'm, I, I'm blown away by by how good they are, how well made mm-hmm. the, these independent filmmakers are. I mean, this is the point of this film. I mean, of my show is is for that exact reason is because they're on their way. Reed Morano, you know, who was a cinematographer who came on for Meadowland, a wonderful mm-hmm. film, a wonderful, well done film. Uh, and, and again, seeing her now, you know, kind of break into another another yeah, level. <laughs> What's that? I say we have similar tastes. We almost have a similar, like, parallel um, um, movie list. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm so happy that that you're finding success, and you will continue to find success. I, I, uh, I just think this is such an important. And I look at around the world, in, in you know, here in America and around the world, women are 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 graduating from from colleges at a higher rate than men are now. I think in the professional world, in the world that I was working in just rec- until recently, women are assuming more and more roles as managers. It just feels like we're on the cusp of a real sea change, not just in the world of entertainment, but in the in our society, where where women are assuming more and more of a, a greater role in, in in deciding the future. And thank God, because we are mucking it up. I'm so sorry to say uh, we've had our run. Men have had their run. Uh, thank you. Uh, and we have turned the, the, the planet into a, a stinking uh, mess. Uh, we need we need women to step up and, and, and pull us back from the brink. And telling great stories is a good place to start. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's like not not to like male bash or anything like that. It's just like there's so there's more room at the banquet table than what's being perceived, you know. And I think honestly, it's it's our turn to be able to tell our stories, you know. Um, And thankfully, there are like um, more and more female. Producers um, like Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman, who are out there yeah. seeking yeah. projects by women, yeah. and there are men like the producers of Mudbound that are also seeking stories by women. Yeah. Well, it's been wonderful, wonderful conversation with you. Thank you so much. Again, we've been speaking with Diana Zolikoffer, and she is the <laughs> producer of a film called Bridget and Ian. And uh, all the best. Come back on when you've got something else. I'd love to talk to you more about your work and about uh, your perspective on the industry as well. I really thank oh, you. Thank so, you. Thank you so much for and, being here. All right. Thank you. And Bridget and Ian is going to be at the Dancers with Film Festival in June in Los Angeles. So anyone who wants to come and see it at the Man Chinese Theater. Excellent. Thank you, Diana. Thanks. Bye-bye. 
You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.